You're listening to United Q Podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Kamado Joe, Thermopen, and Smokewood Shack. ProQ's extensive range of bullet smokers, reverse flow, and gravity-fed smokers will suit all, from the home enthusiast to the big volume caterer. Kamado Joe, the king of ceramics, is renowned for build quality and innovation. When smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Thermapen Instant Read Thermometers. Take the guesswork out of barbecuing with the super fast Thermapen. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. We've had a little break with the United Q podcast. Uh, well deserved. We've come back refreshed. Um, Dan has been on a full time holiday for two years. So I don't know why he needed a break, but but he's back anyway. So welcome along. <laughs> um, and on today's show, we've got John Finch and Ben Merrington, who is going to be translating through WhatsApp through a message because his microphone's not working. So he's listening to us. This is a different one. A silent podcast. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> but hi, John. You can say hello for Ben as well. Hello, Ben. Hello, Dan. <laughs> how hi you doing, Ben? Very well. Hi. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're really good, thanks. Yeah, it's good to speak to you. It's been quite a while. The last time we had you yeah. was when you were just launching your wood-fired oven book, I believe. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, a couple of years ago, probably. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you for uh, thanks for having us back on. Yeah, no problem. We've we've seen we've been following lots of the exciting things you've had going on with the with the new festival lineup with Black Deer, where you're organising the kind of barbecue side of that, and yeah. you also got the new restaurant. Do you call it a restaurant? Yeah. Well, more diner, yeah, more diner. casual than a restaurant. I'm not all that new. I mean, that's almost no, no. a year old now, actually. Yeah, we should have had you on a year ago. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's flown by, actually. This last few months is just a blink, and we were kind of in the middle of the December craziness and like middle of May already. Bonkers. Yeah. Let's just start off, just run through that with us. Tell us a little bit about mm. the diner. Um, it is a California-inspired American diner. So it's all the stuff you'd expect to see in a proper American diner. So we've got the great beers and burgers and Philly cheesesteaks and all that good stuff. But then um, we've got a lot of fresher stuff in there. 
nice salads. We've got um, quite a lot of Mexican. So we've got the tacos, really lovely kind of vibrant tacos, um, cocktails, and burritos. Um, and so really the menu is quite, uh, quite loose. Um, you know, we've got everything from wings on there, um, homemade ice cream. Uh, but really, it's a it's a fresh, kind of more modern take on a, on a classic American diner with with lots of um, lots of sunshine, lots of colorful food, um, and it's open pretty much twelve hours a day, fourteen hours a day, every day. Um, so you can come in any time of the day, have a bite to eat, have a big big brunch, make some eggs, coffees, uh, whatever you fancy, really. So. It's gone there. Um, we open, and you can add bottomless Bloody Marys. As I'm looking at the menu right now, <laughs> bottomless Bloody Marys. Yes. Oh my God! Now this is this is for me. <laughs> you like a Bloody Mary, don't you? Um, oh, do you? Yeah, Dan's a fan. <laughs> the bottomless Prosecco brunch goes down really well, believe it or not. And you give um, we give people a time limit. You got kind of like an hour and a half, a couple of hours to. Not Bingo. drink as much as you can. But <laughs> Sounds like a that. challenge. <laughs> but, well, they do. <laughs> we go and give them the fifteen-minute warning, and yeah. they'll get at least another two or three glasses down before. Uh, <laughs> <leave>. <laughs> Brilliant. Is there is there any elements of uh, open fire cooking or anything there? There was, um, yeah. and that was the original concept: was to um, basically replicate a Santa Maria grill in the kitchen. So we ordered a beautiful custom grill from Ox Grills um installed it and put a, a small burger planter in there as well because we thought we'd, we'd probably need it but really everything was supposed to be cooked on this big ox grill over charcoal um so we had all these lovely dishes and whole rumps of beef being cooked and kind of vegetable steaks and chicken and lamb legs all sorts going on this grill um and loads of prep every day for it all and and everybody was just ordering cheeseburgers every day so we just <laughs> kind it. of banged our heads against the wall for a few months and this grill we had this huge grill um it just wasn't really being used and then this really small burger planter that everything was needing to be cooked on yeah uh so we just made the call after christmas this is crazy let's do um let's just take the plunge and take the grill out. So sadly for the last four or five months, uh, the grill's been redundant and is stored and we've put a double size planter in there. So, uh, we can get the food out quicker. And so the menu's got a bit simpler yeah. as a result of that. Um, but it's, but it's not a lot stored easier in your the house. Is it, John? It's not what, sorry. It's not been stored at your house. Has it? it will be. <laughs> it's in the diner soon, but it's coming to my house. Hopefully in the next week or so <laughs> safely stored. Yeah, put to good good use. <laughs> yeah, I've got to say, actually, it's a um, it, for anyone that's looking for that kind of kit, it's a phenomenal uh, grill. It's beautiful, really, really beautiful stuff. Great and really, really easy to work with. Um, you know, we told them what spec we wanted, and the, and we put a rotisserie attachment in there, and hanging bars, and a few different custom bits, and. Nothing was any trouble. They just built it all, delivered it all on time, and and it was great. So quite sad to see it out to the restaurant, but when it's tiny and knots a little bit, we thought we've got to got to do something about it. Yeah, and happy to see it in your house. So perfect, <laughs> every cloud. Yeah. So if anyone's in the market for a uh, slightly used uh, custom ox grill, then yeah. get, get in touch because uh, yeah, be be nice to see it in somebody's somebody using it properly again. Mm. Yeah, great. 
Cool. So how did, how did the, uh, we touched on the beginning, the last time we spoke to you was around the wood-fired oven book. How did that book go? Is it well-received? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's usually in the kind of Amazon outdoor cooking charts. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah, never I still, at the top I still of it. keep seeing it. Every time I'm on there, it's always in the... People, yeah. who, people also bought this book. So. Also bought this. <laughs> so it, it chugs away. I mean, I, I think unless you're selling hundreds of thousands of books, it, you, it's very hard to make any money doing it. So it's, yeah. it's more of a nice thing to do and a, and a kind of it, it, it's pre- i enjoy the process and it's really cool to see something you've written you know if i go into waterstones and see books i've written in there is really nice yeah um and the company that we work with uh that supplied the pizza ovens for the photo shoot for the book deli vita um they bought a load of books and they give every new customer one of our books so they're a they're a good good source for um the publishers i think because they're, mm-hmm. they're doing really well at the moment yeah um so it's almost kind of they use it as a guide here's a manual to to get our oven going yeah, and cool. uh yeah yeah so uh so yeah it's good it's great it's um really pleased with it yeah and i think we also talked beer last time you were on yeah, as well because as well did yeah. we yeah. <laughs> yeah well that's similar i mean that was um something that i wrote ages ago and then updated and put some recipes in um to produce the book and bended all the the bended all the layout and graphics for both the fired book and beer book uh he did all the photography as well for it so you know ben's always been involved um and yeah the beer book similar kind of chugs away in the background i think it was down at about two quid on amazon recently and suddenly it flew up the charts to like (laughs) number two in beer for a few weeks and then it <laughs> went back down again but uh yes it's it, it doesn't earn any money we got a little advance doing it but we've not you know the royalties haven't kicked in yet yeah got to earn the advance back out um hopefully one day we'll get a nice little quarterly yeah. 200 quid in the post it'd be great yeah and you guys got any Very other nice. books planned no we've not at the moment no. um i've got a few ideas for books but with the diner and the festivals and all the bits and pieces that we do, it's quite quite hard to find the time. I really think you need a few months of just head down and, and work solid on it. Um, and there's, you know, our area of expertise, which is probably live fire cooking, and uh, there's so many people doing great books. Uh, you know, Genevieve Taylor and Marcus Borden both got re- – and Gil Mellor – all three got fabulous books out over the next month or so. Yeah. Um, and I think all the angles, are, you know, people are really going into different areas of it now and uh, kind of a, a lot broader than it, it was certainly when we wrote the Grill Stop book or the Fired book. So um, I'm sure I'm sure if the opportunity came to do another one, we, we would do, but there's nothing in that pipeline really. Yeah. Like you say, like you guys were kind of a catalyst for barbecue with grill stock really lighting the way for barbecue festivals in the uk and like that yeah. the barbecue book off the back of that was very much one of the one of the kind of pinnacle moments i guess of of barbecue mm-hmm. books in the uk so you guys got to stay at the front so when it's ne- ready for the next thing you can be there. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly we need to figure out what that next thing is maybe it's california diner books yeah <laughs> <laughs> just a book just about <laughs> bloody mary's that'll suit dan <laughs> Yeah. Well, when you're back over, Dan, if you make it over to Bristol, both of you actually, it'd be great yeah. to see you. Yeah. 
Uh, it won't be long. I'm actually, I'm, I'm back uh, end of July. I've not actually got the official date. End of July, early August. And Bristol oh, will be okay. a fairly early start for me. I will be up very soon. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, definitely. We would love to see you, mate. Yeah. We'd love to see you. I'll pop it. I'm, I'm actually sad I'm going to be missing the, the festival, to be honest. I'm just looking at the lineup and it's cracking. It's amazing. Um, and Ben and I, we, we, I mean, we're, we're there to work. So, you know, we'll be up in the morning. They put a great crew breakfast on for everybody. So, you know, kind of eight, we'll be, we'll be cracking on. But yeah. our area closes down about half past six in the evening, I think is our last, gives us the last demo and a bit of clean down time. And then yeah, um, our stage, which is this big traveling barn, it's this beautiful kind of oak framed timber barn structure um, wow. that travels around to different festivals. We've got a stage in there. Um, that's turning into, they're doing kind of um, talks and movies and DJs and kind of fun stuff in the evenings there. So we've got the evenings free. So providing there's um, once we get to about six, half past six, we're footloose and fancy free for a few hours. <laughs> what sort of vibe is, is the festival then? Um, well, this is only year two. Um, so I, I think certainly the vibe last year, um, you've got a picture, it's in Britain's oldest deer park. So yeah. it's in uh, already the backdrop is stunning with even if you go there in the middle of winter for a site visit, it's a beautiful place to be. Um, so in the middle of summer, it's green. There's loads of trees. There's kind of streams. There's, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a bit of a bowl. So it's a bit of a natural amphitheater. Um, so the backdrop's great. Um, the sun was shining last year um, and the the vibes very much chilled out um relaxed people kind of lying in the sun on a picnic blanket soaking up the music you know, just kids playing around um and then obviously it heats up a bit in the evening you know it gets a yeah. bit more rocky uh, but then there's different areas like they've got the roadhouse which is a bit more rock and roll um they've got different areas of the festival kind of bits for kids bits for different things going on um so there's a bit bit of what you fancy but overall yeah. it's it's a very um, nice, chilled, family, um, cool. lovely place to be. And the two um, the two girls that founded it, Jill and Debs, they've been in the events business for decades. So they have their own event production company um, that have basically made and produced other people's events for 20-odd years. So behind the scenes... They're absolute experts in yeah. how you lay a festival out, what infrastructure do you need, how the, where the stages need to be, where, you know, all the things you don't think about what well, you guys do because you've done your own festival, but where the toilets need to be, wow. where the fences, the camping, all that stuff. Um, yeah. So you turn up at Black Deer and everything is such a professional production. You feel like you're at a festival that's so well established and is so well geared up and thought through. Uh, and I think every part of it is um, uh, they've gone to the, the, the nth degree on thinking through how this can be as best as it can uh, and as authentic and as good. Um, Ben's just popped up on WhatsApp saying Nashville meets Kent, which probably sums <laughs> it up quite well. <laughs> I like that. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think anyone would uh, would have described QFest as, as organised or professional, but <laughs> no. we, we we tried. There was a couple of toilets and stuff. Yeah. Well, we had three. Exactly. That's more what than a more couple. That's a few. <laughs> oh, I was trying to think of a comparison with uh, Nashville that meets Kent for uh, QFest, but I can't think of anything polite enough to say. <laughs> well, keep it clean guys keep it clean keep it clean um cool yeah so so black deer like you said it's in the second year now and i'm guessing yes. it's probably going to be ramping up a bit from the first year they've learned some stuff so what what can we expect yes. to be like bigger and better this year well um I think the bands they booked this year are bigger and better and more. I think they told me yesterday there are seven music stages, um, wow. which is just incredible. Uh, and each one of those music stages has got a lineup in its own right that would be great for a festival as if it was just one stage. So, um, you know, anyone that's... And it's not just Americana music, it's blues, there's um rockabilly there's you know there's a quite it's americana in quite a broad sense the term which is they've changed up from last year last year was a bit more kind of narrow proper americana they've expanded it a little bit this year um and our stage i mean we've got um more more food demos going on we've expanded the barbecue competition a little bit we've got um a few more things going on there um but overall it's just I think you're right. They've taken what they did last year. They've figured out what worked and they're doing more of that this year. Yeah. And they won a load of awards last year. They won, you know, best new UK festival, best XYZ festival. Um, so they've, they've, even on the back of year one, they've, they've come back with a load of awards under the belt. So from that perspective, they, they're doing something right from day one. Uh, and they just, I think it's evolution rather than revolution. You know, they're just making it better, each bit yeah. better. It's weird. They must have forgot to judge QFest last year's shame. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, weren't on their radar, boys. Yeah, I forgot that. I have to have a word with the PR company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> yeah, that was why it failed. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Cool. So, so you guys, basically, you and Ben are responsible for the kind of food area of black 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 forest gato black forest <laughs> black deer <laughs> yeah so um jill and deb's came up with the idea of black deer i, I presume they've been working on you know bouncing that idea around for a while and they know absolutely everything there is to know about the music mm. and the festival production and and all that side of it but um, what they didn't have was the kind of the link or the credibility or the contacts for um, the kind of food that goes with that genre of music and, and, and festival. Um, they knew that we did. So they picked up the phone and said, we're doing this. Can we have a chat? Would you guys want to come and have a look at helping us with the food and booking some food demos for us and maybe doing a bit of a com barbecue contest and helping us book in food concessions and, and things that kind of go well that, you know, the different stalls and stands like rock Pinny and people like that came last year um, yeah. that go well with this style of festival, this genre. Uh, so we leapt at it and 
Um, had such a blast last year. It was great fun. Really, really good time. First thing we did is obviously get Dr. Barbecue over. Yep. So he's our kind of ringmaster. Standard. Um, standard. <laughs> Have to get him involved. And he had, he had a blast last year as well. Um, and they really looked after us. I mean, we had behind our stage, we had kind of a back of house area with a big tent for food prep and um, and a walk-in chiller fridge and a load of seating and some barbecues. So we, uh, we, we had a really lovely time backstage as well as kind of in the rest of the festival because we had all the chefs there. We had Ray over. We had, you know, we're cooking every day and just hanging out. So, yeah, it's great. Perfect. So what, what's the kind of, if we think about the competition <laughs> side of it, what's the kind of setup for that? How What does the competition look like? How can teams enter? How do they enter the competition? Um, we had four teams last year. Yeah. And we're going to have six teams this year. So it's not, you know, by by any standards of a of a barbecue contest, it's not big. Yeah. But um, it's one area that we want to grow just nice and slowly. We might do eight teams next year. Um, but it's not about competition barbecue. You know, grill stock, the heart yeah. of it was always the barbecue contest. A black deer, the heart is really the kind of the, the whole Americana genre. So it's the food, it's the music, it's the stories, it's the look, the feel, the kind of the smells. So it's a it's a piece within that. Um, so we've got six teams. They're very much in this live fire arena. So we've got this kind of U-shaped area with a bar and our traveling barn. And then we've got the, the six teams lined up. Um, and we've just got four rounds. So we've got a ribs round. We've got a chef's choice round. We have a fish round and we have a vegan round. Um, so two, two turn-ins each day. So quite relaxed for the teams. No particularly long cooks. They're not doing anything overnight or anything too stressful. Um, and then we get uh, ourselves and Ray and whichever demo chefs we happen to have there on the day uh, judging it. So, you know, you you might be getting judged by um, Neil Rankin or David Carter or people like that will be there. Um, but actually, we have just had one team drop out. Um, so you heard it here first because we've not announced it on social media yet, but there will be something going on the Black Deer website in the next few days looking for another team to come and compete. Um, and I'd really recommend it because you get to come to the festival and, and kind of enjoy the festival with, with your family or your friends for free. Um, you can camp there. Uh, and the festival's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but the turn-ins are kind of 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock Saturday and Sunday. So you still got a load of time to enjoy enjoy the festival. And it's a really fun, intimate kind of area where we are that the live fire bit it's not a big sprawling huge hectic event it's all really really kind of chilled out really yeah. good fun nice and who have you got doing cookery demos we have got um 10 or 11 different chefs uh and demos over the weekend so we've got uh nick weston so hunter gatherer cook is coming cool um cool. And he is butchering a whole deer on the stage, which would be pretty cool. And um, black cooking deer? up, and I don't know. I think it will. He does. He lives nearby, and he does shoot deer um, on the park where black deer takes place. So he's um, mm. uh, some of his, the deer he uses for his classes come from 
uh, E Ridge Park, which is the, the site for black deer. So it might well be oh, one cool. of the uh, deer from hyper-local deer. That'd be a nice story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to catch it first. Yeah. Um, we've got Matt Burgess from Caravan Restaurants. Yeah. Um, awesome. He's doing a butterfly leg of lamb. Uh, burnt spring onions and somtam and tamarind ketchup and lots of kind of fusion stuff. Uh, we've got Dr. Barbecue on his toes this year, which would be good fun. He does a great demo. Um, he's doing pork chops and a charred okay. ranchero sauce. Uh, nice. Marcus Marcus Borden's coming up from Devon. Um, I've tried to get Marcus there last year, but he was just too busy. Uh, but I really like yeah. his kind of, he's so approachable and He's really into the kind of bringing the whole family into and getting them into cooking. So he, he's doing a few bits and pieces, but mainly based around kids and family barbecuing and masterclasses um, and a bit of his dirty barbecue, obviously. <laughs> um, we got my friend Melissa Cole, who I know through the beer world more. Um, she's kind of crossed over between being a beer writer to a cookbook author now as well. So she's doing lamb and haggis kebabs. Um, we've got David okay. Carter from Smokestack coming. He's doing a um, hoggit leg that he's going to smoke and hang over the fire um, and do grilled hispy and anchovy and lamb fat, which will be lush. Nice. Uh, Neil Rankin is coming. He's cooking pork knuckle carni- carnitas. Um, and then Matt Williams, you know, from yeah. uh, yes. Oxford Charcoal, Oxford Char- or ex-Oxford Charcoal. Ex-Oxford Charcoal, yeah. <laughs> he's a... Uh, he, yes, um, but also, he's still making charcoal, and he is bringing a very small version of his new charcoal kiln, and he's going to make charcoal on stage from scratch in his new in this like mini demo kiln. Um, awesome! Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, that'd be and then we've got our um, wizard himself. Mm. Yeah, he's he putting his email to me. Will also involve a little jet of fierce flame as the reaction happens. <laughs> <Demo flame. laughs> Not sure we've told the people that own the oak-framed yeah. travelling barn. Yeah. That we have it's only a little jet. That. It's only a little fierce jet. But <laughs> uh, And then we've got Genevieve Taylor, obviously, um, one of our Bristol's finest. And she's got a new cookbook coming out um, that you guys should talk to her about, actually, if you've yeah. not done already. Chard. Um, Chard, yeah, which looks amazing. Mm. Really cool. And she's doing a few recipes from that. So that's a jerk spice plantain, shallots and halloumi, and some grilled okra. And then we've got Gil Meller, um, River Cottage. He's yeah. coming up because um, he's got a new book out as well. And he's doing some grilled beets with labneh and dill and clay-baked onions and some scallops for us. Um, so, yeah, all very different. Lots of real diverse. You know, we've got some proper... It sounds amazing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think it will be. Um a real and nice variety it's... of different foods, different cooks, different... Uh, well, exactly. Yeah. It just sounds fantastic. Each one's very different from the other. Um, yeah. So, yeah, very pleased with the lineup. I can't wait. Yeah. And the best thing is we get to we get to taste it all because we put it together. So we'll be <laughs> on stage. Better, better try that. Yep. <laughs> Got to have some perks to the job. Exactly. Yeah, you have Ben stood at the front with his mouth open, open for a yeah. to throw something at him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, plenty. he's not that polite. He'll just wade in and uh, <laughs> with his gangly arms and help himself usually. So Dr. Barbecue, he, he's, he's got his own place in America now, hasn't he? Is he open? He has, yeah. Dr. Barbecue's. Um, 
And it's, I don't know if you've seen any pictures on uh, social media or on the internet, but it's huge. I mean, it's a real big build. Um, and he's got a huge picture of his own face on the side of it that's kind of two stories high, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I think I saw that being painted on social media. I think I saw that getting done, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, funny. Um, but it sounds like, I mean, I chat to him back and forth. sounds like they're just flat out. Those guys are doing so well. Um, good. everybody's loving it they're getting rave reviews um, and he's in his business partners in that are very experienced in the restaurant business and the kind of operations and the, you know the, the under the bonnet how a restaurant works which is brilliant yeah. for Ray because that frees him up to be you know the front man and the recipe guy and he can be kind of charming the crowds and you know really enjoying that side of it knowing that the, the numbers are adding up in the back end and so yeah, he's uh he's doing well with that. I'd like to go there. I need to get over and try it out. Yeah, yeah, I need to. Looks get over great. There. Yeah, awesome. And you guys also kind of coordinating the actual food traders that are there. Or is that something else? Um, we're not really coordinating. We've kind of we the they've got a guy that um does all the booking for the food traders um and kind of coordinates them all so what we do is we say we we think these guys these guys these guys will be really good for our area yeah and um, just specifically this live fire arena that we run um and then he reaches out and sees if they're free and, and if, if they're not he's come back with a few suggestions of his own and you know what about these guys and those guys um so i'm not 100 percent sure who's finally booked on that yeah. um but it will be a nice diverse mix of kind of live fire cooks and food traders uh and then he also books for the rest of the site so you know there's quite a diverse range across across the whole festival yeah i guess they've got a lot to cater for we've got seven do you say seven different music stages yeah they're gonna they're gonna need to have more than one or two food vendors out of thought (laughs) yeah but you know it's there's seven music stages but it's not a massive festival it's not a big sprawling festival It's, it's quite No, exactly. It's more like, um, you know, it's more the size of uh, Feastable, maybe even smaller. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think maybe, I think probably eight to 10,000 people this year, something along those lines. So so big, but, um, you know, it's not, no, you're not in the tens and tens of thousands. Exactly. You still get to get to, the front of the stages if you wanted to and go and see the bands you want to perfect awesome well i look forward to being there so and yeah uh thanks for right, coming on to chat <laughs> uh yes dan i'll take loads of photos to let you know how great it was all right <laughs> thank you <laughs> um and fa- thanks ben for coming on you've been a real help today <laughs> everything all your input that, that yeah. nice nice little one-liner that you managed to get in through what's that well done I actually can't believe he's still here. Yeah. He's, he's, to it the time. <laughs> he's probably listening he's to something He's an absolute now. pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have him on again. He's a great guest. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's only here for he's only here for the eye candy, really. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, thanks, John. Thanks. No, it's a pleasure, thanks guys. For thanks being for here um, thanks for having us on. No worries. We'll, um, we'll, we'll catch up with you uh, after the festival. We'll, we'll have an update on how it all went. And yeah. I'll, 
I'm gonna love it. <laughs> you should um you should record a few bits whilst you're there, Ben. Yeah, let's do let's do something. Do a live yeah. podcast from the event. Yeah, was well, there's enough kind of barbecue guys there to uh to talk to as well. You should you yeah. should do that, mate. Sounds great. Ace, thank you guys. Cool. And Ben, see I'll there. see you next month. Yeah, see you there. Cheers awesome. guys, Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye, mate. You're listening to United Q Podcast. We are brought to you by ProQ, Kamado Joe, Thermopen, and Smokewood Shack. ProQ's extensive range of bullet smokers, reverse flow, and gravity fed smokers will suit all, from the home enthusiast to the big volume caterer. Kamado Joe, the king of ceramics, is renowned for build quality and innovation. When smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Thermopen Instant Read Thermometers. Take the guesswork out of barbecuing with the super fast Thermopen. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent.